You've gotten sick of having to eat every two to three hours just to burn some fat and stay lean. So you might have discovered the beauty of intermittent fasting and you're excited about seeing the results without having to meal prep all day long. But then you quickly learn that there's not just one way of doing intermittent fasting. That's where things get a little confusing because you run into terms like the lean gains protocol, the warrior diet, the alternate day fast, the 5-2 diet, keto fasting, and the one meal a day diet, as well as many other protocols that ultimately leave you feeling confused as to where to begin. So today I wanna to show you which intermittent fasting approach is best and specifically which one will work best for you and your particular goals. Let's start first with a common type of fasting known as eat, stop, eat. With eat, stop, eat, you would fast for a full 24 hours on one or two non-consecutive days of the week. This may not sound like it's gonna do much, but if you're normally eating about 1800 calories per day, that means that by fasting two days per week, you'll be cutting 3600 calories away from your weekly total. Most people think that you have to maintain a calorie deficit every day of the week to burn fat, but fat loss and fat gain isn't limited to 24 hour periods. It happens over the course of days, weeks, and months. To help illustrate this, if you went with a traditional calorie restriction approach and you subtracted 500 calories per day every day for a week, you would wind up burning 3,500 calories at the end of the week. This is 100 calories less than the 3,600 you would burn just by fasting two days per week. So this plan can be very beneficial for those of you that don't wanna eat small portions every day and don't wanna feel like you're on a diet all week long. It's also great if you wanna try intermittent fasting but don't wanna worry about feeding and fasting windows on a daily basis. On the other hand, it's not so great for those of you that can't imagine yourself fasting for 24 hours straight without feeling like it's absolute torture. Even though you can still eat something every day by, for example, eating up until 6 p.m., stopping, and then starting again at 6 p.m. the next day, it still might be a little too difficult of a strategy for some people to stick to. It's also not a good strategy for those of you that will feel the need to binge on the days of the week that you're not fasting. The plan will only work if you eat reasonably and stay at around maintenance levels during the other five days of the week. Another type of fasting that's similar but might be easier for certain people is the 5-2 diet. This is almost exactly like eat, stop, eat, except instead of eating zero calories twice a week, you would eat around 500 calories twice a week. So based on our previous example, this would leave you with a 2,600 calorie deficit at the end of the week instead of 3,600. This is great for people that wanna ease into an eat, stop, eat protocol. And it's also great if eating a small amount of calories can help hold you over for the rest of the day. However, it's not so great for those of you that will only get hungrier after eating that small amount of calories. For example, I do a lot better not eating anything at all because once I start eating, I wanna eat more. So if that's what you're like, you may wanna skip out on the 5-2 method. Another fasting strategy that's more advanced than eat, stop, eat, and the 5-2 diet is the alternate day fast. With an alternate day fast, you would fast for 24 hours every other day. So rather than fasting twice per week, you would wind up fasting anywhere from three to four days per week, depending on the week. There's also a modified alternate day fast where you would still fast every other day, but you would be allowed to eat about 500 calories on your fasting days rather than eating nothing at all. That may still sound tough, but surprisingly studies show that people experience less compensatory hunger than they normally do with regular daily calorie restriction plans. And compensatory hunger refers to the rebound effect that causes people to eat more than they need when they finally do allow themselves to eat. A large meta-analysis also showed that alternate day fasting can be easier to stick to than regular daily calorie restriction. However, a lot of this does come down to individual preference. 
for some of you, being able to eat normally every other day without having to put much thought into your diet plan will be worth the fasts on the days in between. But for others, it may be too much of a challenge. If that's the case, you might like the warrior diet better. Nowadays, most people on the warrior diet will fast every day for a full 20 hours, leaving them a four hour feeding window. But the original warrior diet that was invented in 2001 is a lot more nuanced than that. It tries to mimic the way that people ate during paleolithic times. So there's a whole list of restricted and approved foods. Also, instead of not having any food for 20 hours, you're allowed to undereat small amounts of specifically dairy, hard boiled eggs, raw veggies, and fruits. There are a ton of other rules as well, including what foods to combine in one meal, when to exercise, when to eat certain foods, when to cycle your carbs and fats, and many other rules that make it feel more like a restrictive diet rather than something that's flexible, which is the whole reason why so many people turn to fasting in the first place. So I really like the simplified approach of only having two rules. You fast for 20 hours a day and you eat during the remaining four. And you can set this eating window up in the morning or at night, it's totally up to you. This type of fasting is great for those of you that are very busy with work, if you're late night eaters, or if you'd prefer not to cook a lot. However, it may not be so great for people that aren't capable of eating large portions in one sitting, especially if you're trying to build muscle. This is not to say that it's impossible, according to research when comparing the warrior diet to a more traditional diet with more meals throughout the day, both groups maintain the same amount of muscle mass and researchers concluded that intermittent fasting does not affect the breakdown and the absorption of protein, carbs, and fats. So if you eat enough food, your body should be able to absorb it. But the question is, can you eat enough healthy, wholesome food within four hours? And are you okay with going 20 hours a day without any food at all? If the answer is yes, you may want to try the warrior diet. But another very similar fasting method that can get confused with the warrior diet is OMAD or one meal a day. Many people on the warrior diet are already only having one meal a day within their four hour feeding window. However, the difference is that OMAD only allows you to eat all of your calories for the day within one hour. The other 23 hours of the day are for fasting. So this is the plan that you only want to try after you've already had some practice with shorter fasting lengths. I do not recommend this plan if you're trying to build muscle because I have no idea how you're going to eat enough natural whole foods within one hour to meet your daily macro targets without having your stomach explode. With that said, this can be used very effectively for those of you that are trying to burn fat and don't mind eating just once a day. But if you don't want to constantly feel rushed while you're eating, or if you find yourself staring at the clock during your fast, desperately waiting for that one hour where you could finally eat, you may want to stick with the warrior diet instead or maybe another fasting protocol with an even longer feeding window. Another thing to keep in mind with both the one meal a day diet and the warrior diet is that a lot of people think that they can eat as much of whatever they want and they'll still burn fat. This is completely untrue and I'll show you with a very simple example. A regular package of Oreos has a little under 2000 calories in it. At the end of your 20 to 23 hour fast, you're almost definitely going to feel hungry and everything that you eat will literally taste better. If you break your fast and grab the first thing in sight, which happens to be that package of Oreos, you can easily wind up eating the whole package. But even if you don't eat the whole package, if you're grazing on Oreos while you're cooking your meal, you might eat half the package, which will still be a thousand calories along with 150 grams of sugar. Improperly planning your meal like this will make it very unlikely for you to burn fat or lose weight. 
The point is, if you feel like longer fasts and shorter feeding windows will make you lose your self-control and lead to binging, you're better off staying away from the warrior and the one meal a day diet. But if it's easy for you to go on about your day without eating, and if you can have the discipline to break your fast correctly with a lot of vegetables and protein, as well as healthy fats and carbs before moving on to a few treats, then these two plans may be a good fit. Now, if you want a longer eating window, you'll probably like lean gains or 16-8 fasting. This is the most common fasting protocol that most people start with. In general, a 16-8 fasting protocol requires you to fast for 16 hours per day and eat within an eight hour feeding window. It can be set up at any time of the day, although most people just choose to skip breakfast and start eating at around 1 p.m. Keep in mind that women are encouraged to fast for a shorter duration of 14 hours, which will leave a 10 hour eating window. Now the lean gains method is a form of 16-8 fasting, but with a few extra rules. If you're following lean gains, you'll wanna position your biggest meal of the day after your workout. Then you would eat one or two more meals throughout the rest of your eight hour eating window. Depending on your workout schedule, that could mean that you're having a couple pre-workout meals if you work out at night, or that all your meals will come after your workout if you train fasted in the morning. Lean Gains also recommends for you to increase carbs and fats on training days and then decrease them on the days that you're not working out. Out of all the fasting plans, the 16-8 method seems to be the best for those of you that are trying to build muscle while fasting since it gives you plenty of time to take in enough whole food. It's also the best for beginners since you can get most of your fasting done while you're sleeping. This makes it a lot more manageable for people that find themselves feeling very hungry, lightheaded, or tired when following longer fasting protocols. It's also still great for those of you that are busy that wanna worry less about what to eat and simply wanna eat fewer meals throughout the day since you don't have to eat any more than just two or three times per day. On the other hand, if you like eating more frequently or you like having healthy snacks throughout the day, this plan can work very well for you as well because you can eat as many meals as you want within that eight hour window. This makes the 16-8 method one of the most flexible forms of fasting and that's why it appeals to so many people. Now, the last type of fasting that I wanna go over is keto fasting. Keto fasting combines the principles of the ketogenic diet with intermittent fasting. Keto plans will have you eating a diet that's made up of 75% fat, 20% protein, and 5% carbs. The low amount of carbs puts you into a state known as ketosis where your body primarily starts using fat for energy instead of glucose. By combining it with periods of fasting, you could force your body to drain all of its glycogen stores and enter ketosis faster. It can also help you re-enter ketosis faster if you mess your diet up and eat too many carbs. You can combine the ketogenic diet macro ratios with any type of fasting plan that we already discussed today. You would just stick the ketogenic diet macronutrients within the feeding window of the fasting plan you choose to combine it with. This can technically be done with any macronutrient split. You can combine intermittent fasting with carb cycling, Atkins, paleo, keto, or even high carb macro splits. But keto fasting has grown enough in popularity that I wanted to mention it as one of the seven ways. Now, if you have no problem eating a low carb, high fat diet and you wanna get into ketosis faster, you may wanna give this a shot. But if you love carbs and you can't picture yourself giving up all your favorite high carb foods, then I highly suggest that you stay away from this approach. That's about it guys. I really hope this video has helped you understand the pros and the cons of each of these seven fasting approaches. If this video has helped you out, make sure you subscribe and hit that bell icon. Also, if you're looking for a done for you fasting plan that'll help you burn fat in an extremely simplified way in which you won't even have to ever track your calories, check out my six week challenge. The challenge comes with a custom diet plan that includes a bunch of interesting 
intermittent fasting protocols, including a one meal a day option. It also has over a thousand five-star reviews from people that have completed the challenge and have lost at least either 20 pounds or 5% of their body fat in only 42 days. Not only will you get a done-for-you diet plan, but you'll also get a 42-day workout plan, a full video exercise library, a recipe book, and an accountability coach that'll mentor and guide you through the whole process, as well as much, much more, guys. We also motivate you to follow through and complete the challenge by offering it to you for free as long as you don't cheat and you don't quit on us for the six weeks. To find out more, you can click the link below or visit the website directly at gravitytransformation.com. I'll see you guys soon.